Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Welcome to episode 53 of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. Today we're going to be talking about cycle breakers. So Courtney, I'll let you go first. You can uh, kick her off. Yeah, so I figured cycle breaking or cycle cycle breakers in general is kind of a hot topic. Um, and it's one of those things that, you know, it's not necessarily like the easiest or the funnest to talk about. But if you look at a lot of addicts, you will see that they aren't just the first in line, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's this kind of this idea kind of came up. I was talking to one of my friends and she was having, you know, whatever problems with her families. I won't go, I won't go too deep into it. And she was just like, yeah, like, I'm just so upset. And I'm so hurt that they don't understand this. So they don't see what they're doing. And I like kind of just said to her, like, it's because you're a generational curse breaker. Yeah. You know, and as great as that is, it's fucking amazing. It really is. But it's fucking hard. You got to be the fucking, you got to get the fucking shit under the stick because you got to be the one that sits there and says, you know, this fucking stops with me. This isn't going to go on for future generations. I'm not going to let anybody else feel the shit that I felt. And, you know, we were kind of talking and she's like, yeah, like, I never really looked at it that way. Like, I'm like, you're the first one, the fucking that finally said, no, enough is enough. And you're going to get beaten and bloody to do it. But because you've done it, fucking every generation down you, you you're fixing, you're healing. And the one, the generation beneath you is going to have that much easier of a time to overcome this barrier because you fucking put a stop to it. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting because again, yeah, when you look at addiction, you look at fucking trauma, you look at all the shit that people go through. It's very seldom an isolated incident. Like you can essentially look back through fucking the lineage and the heritage and you can see, okay, well, it kind of started with so-and-so and then it made its way all the way down to this one here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. It's almost like when they say like, uh, like alcoholism runs in my family or whatever. Like, you know, it's kind of a common thing people say, mm-hmm. but I don't think it actually does. I think it's just, you see what your family members do and then you kind of mimic it as you grow up. That's kind of my, my take on it anyway. I think it does. I mean, I'm, you know, I was, I was doing the math not too long ago. So I am a third generational alcoholic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, no, like seriously though, like, so I yeah. look at generation and this is just on my dad's side. Never mind my mom's side. That's a whole new fucking, that's a whole new strange animal. I wouldn't even go into that. Mm-hmm. But you know, my dad's dad passed away at 42 from mm-hmm. heart failure yeah. to like that from the inflammation of the muscle around his heart. Mm-hmm. And because he was an alcoholic, he yeah. drank fucking vodka. Like most people drink water. Yeah. Um, and that's actually sad because he was a really great guy from what I was told. He was super fucking like super involved, super nice. And he played like a huge part in, you know, my dad and my siblings. Mm-hmm. I wasn't around when he passed away because fuck 42. Yeah. It's less than 10 years older than us. Yeah. That's fucking insane. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, like he passed away at 42, you know, my luckily for my dad, my dad is in his 60s now, but he's dealing with his own shit. But I am a third generational mm-hmm. alcoholic. Yeah. And that's just what I know of. For all I know, yeah. my grandpa, for all I know, my great grandpa, he could have been on the fucking sauce too. We're Irish. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so when I sit back and I think about that, like, that's a pretty fucking crazy accomplishment. Yeah, it is. 
you know, and it's not like it skipped my generation completely. My brother died at 23 and mm-hmm. he was, I won't get, again, I won't get too much into it, but he was an alcoholic. He was fucking mentally unstable. He was an addict. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, like, oh, sometimes it skips a generation. Nah, it was fucking common. Full force. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, lucky for my sister and I, well, lucky for me, I overcame it. And I, as far as I'm aware, my sister's never dabbled in that. Um, but yeah, like three generations that just that I'm aware of on my dad's side alone mm-hmm. and even on my mom's side, like my mom's got a pretty fucked up life scenario as well. Um, but she had a lot of uncles. She had like 10 uncles and between suicide and alcoholism, I think like eight of them went out that way Yeah. or like liver failure, constructive fucking cancer from drinking for 25 fucking years straight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like when you sit there and you think about it, like that's fucking insane. It is, yeah. That's like playing the lottery. Yeah. And like coming to somehow coming out relatively unscathed, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just something that I think that, and I know you're like, oh, well, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be one because you're raising that atmosphere. Well, it sure puts you at a fucking disadvantage. It definitely puts you at a disadvantage for sure. Like, especially being raised in a chaotic household of partying and you know what I mean? It's not gonna set you up for success, that's for sure. Well, it sets you up for a chronic, like chronic uh, boom and bust. Mm-hmm. So when everything's good, everything's wonderful, but you always know doomsday's coming. Yeah. You always fucking know. And that's, I think, the reoccurring theme here is that you can, you know, appear to have shit all together, but in reality, you're holding on by a fucking string and that string can be severed so fucking easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just kind of puts you in this, and I mean, again, nobody is taking a gun, putting it to your head and being like, drink, do (laughs) drugs, fucking fall off the wagon. Mm -hmm. But I know for me and I know for my story alone, it was a huge contributor. Yeah. And not only that, like when you, a huge part of getting sober and staying sober is your support network. Mm -hmm. So say I didn't have you. You know, say, or say you continue drinking when I fucking quit. And, you know, at this, at that point in my life, 89% of the people I associated with are people that drank or relationships were based on addiction. Yeah. So if my only outsource between, between not having you, not having friends is my parents who are also third generational fucking second generational fighting addiction. Yeah. What are my odds of success if I don't fucking severely get out of my comfort zone and grab onto anybody who will be like, help me. I can't be in this scenario Yeah, that's true. or I can't be in this environment. So again, no one's putting the gun to your fucking head, but they're making it pretty hard. Yeah. They're making a hard subject even fucking harder. Yeah, exactly. And like I, when like my parents were together, they weren't like alcoholics. I wouldn't say at all, but they still drank and partied. Like, I don't know if it was every weekend, but I remember lots of shit as, Basically, as a kid, if I had kids now, I would never put my kids in that situation. Like, I wouldn't go to somebody's house and, like, be drinking there with my with my kid in the other room kind of thing. And I remember, like, the first time my mom got really drunk. <laughs> and, like, she got sick. So we ended up, like, my dad was like, okay, like, let's load mom in the truck. We got to take her home. She's sick. And... <laughs> remember she was just like throwing up on the floor on the truck like because she was so hammered she couldn't like we pulled over or whatever but she couldn't like puke outside and i remember being so scared because i was like is like mom dying like what's wrong with her like i wasn't very old i was like maybe like eight or nine so would you consider that a core memory 
Oh, I still remember it now. At 34 years yeah. old almost? Yeah, I still remember. And I remember one time, too, we were in 101 of all places. And we were drinking, well, not we, they were drinking at their friend's house. And then somehow we ended up going to a party. And I want to say it was maybe a Christmas party. And it was at this trailer. And I still know where the trailer is because I drive up there to work. And every time I drive by, I'm like, I've been to a party there when I was a child. <laughs> and I just remember because we went there and a fist fight broke out. And like I wasn't very old. I was in grade two. So whatever that is, seven years old. And I still remember that to this day, too. It's like, it's not really something you should bring a seven-year-old to. <laughs> like, like, get so a babysitter. Me, so let me ask you this question, then, since you yeah. always like to ask me questions. Yeah. Would you say, and, like, the all honesty, fucking just layer as it is, I'm not pointing fingers or saying, fucking, anybody's better than anybody else here. Yeah. Was trauma inflicted on you because your parents drinking? Oh, yeah, 100%. Could that trauma have probably been avoided? Yeah. Had they not been put you in that scenario? Because, like, there was other times, too, where they were, like, getting fights, and my mom went a little crazy, like, threw lawn chairs and that kind of stuff. And right? Yeah. It's true. It's true. And, like, again, even for me, I... Some of my earliest memories, mm -hmm. and I don't actually have a lot of memories from my childhood. I'm told that's because I'm blocking them out because of all the shit that happened to me. <laughs> trauma. Trauma. Yeah. And they're probably not... And, that's, yeah, I'm sure they're not wrong, but, like... I always, even from like a young age, chaos, fucking mm -hmm. tables being flipped over, parents yeah. fucking battling it out, fucking shit getting broken and hurled across the fucking room and like piling up, piling all us kids into a fucking vehicle and driving us drunk to fucking stupid places and just yeah. utter stupidity and chaos. Yeah, always, yeah, lots of chaos, yeah. Like, leaving us unattended and just, like, hoping everybody's alive when you get fucking back. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. That is fucked. Like, I My parents never did that with me, at least. Like, at least we were yeah. with somebody. At least we were chaperoned. Well, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't always not chaperoned, but there were plenty of times when, like, shit had fallen through the cracks where I'm like, damn. Yeah. Like, ah, addicts are fucked, man. They're unpredictable. And I get it. Like, I'm not saying this to be fucking... I get it. I was an addict. I was unpredictable. Yeah. But I had no fucking idea what was going on in my household from one month to month. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because shit could be fine. Yeah. There could be... Not very often, but there could be a few times when, like, parents would drink and have their friends over and everything be okay. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, it was, like fighting fucking and if it wasn't them fighting like i remember one time they had a set of friends over yeah and like my parents live in a house that is older than fucking sin <laughs> older <laughs> than sin that has like a really dark fucked up history again i won't even get into it but like a fucking it's fucked it's fucked it's yeah. fucked up it really is um and they have a wood stove and it's only heated by wood stove which is fucking insane especially in 2024 but whatever i remember one time i was probably like I want to say like 10, mm -hmm. they had their friends over and their friends got in a huge, huge fight. And then he were like, you're cheating on me, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, he takes her thousands, like fucking five or $6,000 wedding band. Yeah. Throws it in the wood stove and burns it. Oh. And like, she's freaking out. My mom's freaking out. There's like the table's been fucking turned upside down. <laughs> There's cigarette butts and beer cans everywhere. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they had two little kids there. That were like chilling with me in my tiny little bedroom, and I'm like, I don't really know what's going on, but your mom and dad are beating the fuck out of each other, and your mom just fucking yeah. got her like wedding ring burnt. Like it was always shit, and like throwing each other through the fucking walls. I know just... you mentioned to me too before, like your parents would 
they'd stay up all night drinking and playing like loud music and you're in your room like trying to sleep and it's a tiny house tiniest house and then the morning comes and you're like i'm not going to school i'm exhausted and they're like get up it's time for school <laughs> you're like yeah. fuck off like i didn't even sleep hey i had to catch the school bus at 6 50 in the fucking morning to go to high school yeah that's really it is like 6.50 so that means I had to be up but I'd be up by like fucking 5.45 if I wanted any chance of getting ready yeah and when your mom and dad are up getting fucking whale and beating on each other to 3 a.m like yeah mom it's a little <laughs> fucking hard to get up and go to school on time yeah no shit like, that'd be geez. hard oh it was fucking like and it was I'm not saying it was always terrible it wasn't always like that but when fuck it was holy christ hold yeah. on to your knickers boys yeah I'm lucky I never had nothing like that nothing too crazy well, I mean, we all get we all get our fair of generational shit, and we all yeah. fucking. But I mean, it's shit like that. I have a lot of people, like uncles and stuff, that are they they're full like other alcoholics. So I have a lot of that in my family, but they were all they're all kind of like me, like kind of like the fun alcoholic. the fun drunk, you know? <laughs> yeah, like we never got like never got arrested for beating our wives or you know like. We'd party all the time, have fun, and we were fun to be around. But we just drink way too much and way too often, and, and just way too often, and don't know how to stop, and, and don't know how to, don't know how to have fun without it almost. And don't know how to turn it down, or like don't know when to yeah. turn it off, right? Like that's the big. But it's pretty cool to be in a to the position that I'm in now, where I don't drink anymore, I don't do drugs, I can find happiness without substances. It's fucking amazing, and that's real happiness, right? Yeah, like, that's not it's fucked like and again because I can only being a third generation so I don't and I don't really like I've kind of asked my dad about like his upbringing and stuff mm -hmm. and but it's also hard because his dad passed away when he was young and yeah. I know that his dad was like the primary caregiver of him because my grandma left when he was a teenager yeah which I mean obviously that's gonna inflict some trauma right there I won't even get into that because it's not my shit to fucking get into but I'm just like fuck like just the whole unpredictability of my whole entire upbringing. Yeah. You know, like, to me, these are all screaming at me, like, no wonder you're a fucking addict. No wonder you were fucked up. <laughs> and, you know, I look at my brother, and I'm like, yeah, that fucking makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah. come on now. It's not normal for your family to just be fucking either, like... And, like, hey, the worst part about it is after a huge blow-up, mm -hmm. everybody would just, like clean up the house and just ignore it. And act like nothing happened. And my parents still do this to this day. I know they do. It's fucking weird. absolutely insane. They act like nothing happened. It's so fucking weird. Like, yeah, nobody says sorry. Like, sometimes you'll, like, get in a fight with them or something. And, yeah, nobody says sorry. Nobody does anything. And then, like, a week later, they're just like, hey, how's it going? And I'm just like, what the fuck? It's fucked. It makes me so mad. It's so weird. It makes me so fucking mad. And I think... Yeah, they just don't know how to, like, deal with the problems, I guess. I don't know. We can start by saying fucking I'm sorry. Like, I will, yeah. don't get me wrong. Like, even when we fight and shit, I will say I'm sorry. I yeah. will say, it might take a lot, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'll be like, I was in the fucking wrong. I won't just, like, pretend like everything's honky fucking dory and we can relive this traumatic episode eight months down the road. Or yeah. six minutes down the road. Yeah. But no, I definitely think that what you're exposed to puts you at a high, pre like, a high... It also, like, like I, I think it also fucks with you, like, your your sense of like protect like feeling protected and grounded yeah you know because you just you never know what to expect like i remember one time my i came home from school and my dad disappeared and nobody could figure out where the fuck he was for two weeks yeah like that is not normal behavior 
Yeah, that's not right. That, that is not <laughs> setting you up to feel like a secure fucking... That's not making you feel secure and feeling like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's something that being a generational, like, curse breaker, like, breaking these curses, like, I have the utmost respect for people that grew up in this just fucking unpredictability, chaos, bullshit, to be mm-hmm. honest, and can still, like, go on and, like, raise their own kids and break these cycles and be better human beings. Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. And, like, it's, and I mean, this is just my stories. I honestly, like, as much as, you know, we're going down this route here where we want to have kids and we want to do this and we want to do that, I'm so happy that we didn't have them when we were younger. Yeah, me I too. Feel like, it would have been just as bad, if not worse. Well, maybe a little better, but I feel like there would have been some similarities. I just fucking, Oh, yeah, go to grandma's so we can get fucked up for the weekend. Right. <laughs> maybe we'll pick you up on time. Maybe we won't. Yeah, we're going to need an extra day here. Like, I feel <laughs> like we would have been better for myself i don't know i feel like i would have been better but i also who the fuck knows yeah i feel like i'm in such a better position now because it's like if we have kids they're gonna look at us for an example and like see the shit that we do and be like okay cool right you go to the gym you eat healthy you get it outside you do lots of exercise like yeah perfect you don't just like drink your problems away and hope they'll magically fucking just leave when you know yeah and you won't like we, we, ugh, like they'll see us not just like reaching for these easy fixes whenever shit mm-hmm. gets rough yeah i and, hope anyway and my parents gave me good examples of that too like that's why like i love the outdoors and stuff so much because we did all kinds of stuff like that as a kid like even with like my grandparents and stuff living on the farm and going ice fishing and shit like there's so many good things that they do as well. Like, it's not all, like, bad shit, too. I'm yeah. sure your parents as well. My parents gave me trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, I My parents... They made you very independent. <laughs> yeah. Resourceful. I'll yeah, give them that. I'll give them that. They gave me... My parents gave me the gift of neglect. Yeah. But, and I mean, I say that with a sense of humor. Yeah. Which is also probably from them doing their fucking fucked up antics. Because you have to look at life from uh, with a sense of humor when your life is mm-hmm. chaotic. But, and, I mean, and don't get me wrong, as much as they've inflicted generational, like, curses on me, they have overcome their own. Yeah. You know? Like, my mom didn't even, my mom didn't, my mom was raised by a grandma. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't have a mom or dad. Yeah. So, I mean... Her stepping up and having kids and taking care of the kids herself. Well, she's breaking a generational trauma right there, or a cycle right there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not just like trying to shit on them. We all have our stuff, but mm-hmm. they might have done a they might have done a doozy on me. I'm sorry. The, the <laughs> older I get, the more I look into this shit, and like the more I talk to my sister about it, I'm like, damn. She's yeah. like, damn. Yeah. And like she was like eight years old. She's eight years older than me, so she was like the first pancake. So as shitty as I had it, fuck, she really got it. Yeah. True. But I think we, I don't know, you each get it in your own ways, and you, because she got fucking 16-year-old parents, and I got, what, 23, no, 26-year-old parents? I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is when you have kids young, like, my mom was 17 when she when she had me, and it's like, yeah, like, I don't know, it's, could you imagine myself having a kid at no, 17? Like, no. fucking hard. Even 19, 20, like, oh, man. I was probably the most stupidest person in the world when I was 20, 21. I thought I knew everything. You still do. Well, I'm just kidding. Now I actually do know everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, you know what I mean back then? Like, you couldn't tell me anything. So it was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what life's about. But you have no fucking clue. Well, and then raising a kid on top of that? Oof. 
and you're so at that age you're still so close to being a kid yourself yeah that like me a prime example so had we had kids because we've been together since fucking christ was a baby here <laughs> um so had we been together when say we were 20 uh-huh. and you know i left home when i was what 16 17 yeah so that's still only three years of difference between being home and being an adult. Yeah. So to me, that would be like, that shit's still fresh in your fucking mind. Yeah, true. Um, and I mean, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And it, it's, it's shitty because there are really great parts about my parents and there are things that I love and admire, but they almost get like downplayed and like, because the bad always outweighs the good. Because mm-hmm. the bad leaves like a fucking a scar. Yeah. As where the good's just like a temporary feeling. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. It does, yeah. Trauma chill. Kid, kids with trauma, you'll, or children or people that are have trauma from their parents will get this, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That sometimes the, like, the bad part like overcomes the good. But yeah. that doesn't mean the good's not there. It just means it's harder. You have to think a little harder on it. No, it's, it's true, too, because like my mom and dad got divorced when I was a kid. And I honestly can't picture them together. Because the only things I remember from them being together were all the bad shit, like the fighting yeah. and all that. Like, I can't. I don't remember the good times, like and there really was, at all. And there was good times because I even oh, there had to have been. Yeah, I heard your dad yeah, say, dad like, not too. even long ago, like when the, uh, before we got married, I heard him say, you know, it wasn't all bad with your mom. Not yeah. saying that fucking, you know. Yeah. But like, there was obviously something that kept them together. Yeah, I think they were okay. They were together for like twelve years or thirteen years or some fucking thing. Yeah. But yeah, I just I can only remember the bad. Because I think it's just what your brain does or something. I don't know. Because it's like a, I think it's like um, like a like a protection mechanism that your brain is yeah. like, Ugh. like you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. Ugh, I don't look like, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I don't know, but <laughs> again, generational shit and generational cycle breakers. And maybe me and you will break a new generational cycle. Maybe we won't get divorced. So that's a generational cycle. Yeah, Our generation. Maybe. That would be yeah. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how things go. I mean, you keep up this attitude. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's really interesting. And it's really cool to see. And, you know, there's such a stigma behind it. Like, nobody wants to be like, oh, my family's a fucking shit show. Yeah. You know, when I, like, I don't take the longest time. Like, I'd be like, mm, I just wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. But now I'm like, a huge part of your healing is to acknowledge your generational bullshit. Because believe it or not, like, <laughs> you're like, it made you really independent. Yeah. Like, that is actually a, a... Being left alone as a child. Yeah. yeah well, you kind of have to. Right? Sink or swim, baby. Yeah, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Fit, fit in or fuck off, I guess. Yeah. Because um, it does, in a weird, fucked up way, leave you with... not I wouldn't say skills, but it leaves yeah. you with strength, I guess. That's the right word to put it. I know that, like... Because my parents were in a motorcycle accident when... We were pretty young, like, fuck, I must have been 10, maybe? Yeah, because I was in, yeah, grade three or four, I don't know. Anyway, we lived in Worsley, and, like, my mom was in the hospital, and my dad was at work, and so after school, we just kind of hung out at the house, and, like, the neighbor kind of watched us every once in a while, but for the most part, like, me and my brother just kind of hung out and, like, fed ourselves and like we learned how to cook craft dinner and like <laughs> at like 10 you know we did our own laundry and shit well you had to your dad was yeah because it's like well yeah like if you're not you're gonna have to kind of take care of yourself and i don't know we figured it out well like it, okay so 
And what's super funny about this is yeah. that you, like, like you said, you used to cook for yourself. You probably took care of Sheldon. Sheldon's younger than you. Yeah. Like, you probably did your own laundry. You probably did you tidy up around the house and shit because your dad was working. Uh, probably not. I'm probably a mess. <laughs> you know, but you kept yourself going. Yeah. Right? Because your dad had to work. Your mom was in the hospital. And it yeah. made you independent. I remember. At a young age. Yeah, we used to play hockey in the basement. It was fun. Like, and it's funny because I was the opposite. My mom would never let me cook. My mom would never show yeah. me how to do laundry. My mom would be like, oh, you're just in the way. Like, I'll do it for you. So when Blaine and I moved out, I remember being fucking 16 years old and not knowing how to wash my own clothes. <laughs> I know. Not it knowing how to cook thing. breakfast. Like, Blaine you're was like, like, you're like, how do I wash clothes? I'm like, what do you mean? Put them in the washer. Turn it on. Well, first I, was okay, first I was confused by like, oh, the whites and the fucking darks. Okay, first nah, of all, chuck it all in, in my whole entire life, that is, I think that's an urban fucking myth. I think so too. I've, I've never, never, I've always just thrown my shit in one pile. It's all came Me out. too. I don't have that much white shit. And I never bleached my shit either, so I don't know. Anyway, don't but yeah, like I, my parent, my mom, my mom just like refused to fucking like teach me how to do anything because it was just easier for her to do it. It was yeah. just I was just like a burden in the way. But your house was also one of those weird ones with that was on a cistern. And you had to, like, hook up a garden hose to oh, do laundry. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know a lot of people on cisterns have to do that kind of stuff. It's, it's not hooked up right. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a little different, I guess. Yeah. Little 10-year-old Courtney. You get the garden hose out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be the most traumatizing thing that happened to 10-year-old Courtney. Fuck me. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, like, it's weird. Because they, well, and yeah, so that experience for you, you know, taking mm-hmm. learning to cook, like, cook in your shell, like, cook for yourself, whatever, yeah. made you independent. And then, because I'm, I'm independent, but I would say I was more resourceful. Yeah. And I'm still very, I like, I would say one skill set or one like thing that has come of this is that I am very like, I think I'm very like, what's the word? I want to say like humble in mm-hmm. a way. Like I, because I didn't have much that I, it doesn't take much to keep me like happy. You know what I mean? Like I don't need like, I don't need fucking a brand new vehicle. I don't need fucking expensive clothes. I don't need a fucking mansion in the hills. Yeah. Cause I kind of like came for fuck all. Yeah. So I think it's like humbled me in a weird way. I don't know. You are very humble. You're easy to, easy to please. Right? Like yeah. it doesn't take much to fucking like, you know, take yeah. me like when I go to work, as long as there's like some food in the cupboard and yeah, you're good. <laughs> and <laughs> right? water. Water, as water. long as we have water. I have fucking water. I have trauma, trauma, from, not, I have for trauma yeah. from not having water. Not having water as a kid. We lived on that fucking stupid cistern, which you couldn't drink the water. And yeah. like, okay, I have never, like, looking at myself now, and I drink a fuck ton of water now. Like, yeah. between the Blaine and Blaine, we drink a lot of water. We drink like a... A 20 liters every day. Every day. Yeah. Um, I have trauma from That's not having... That's with the dogs, too. Oh, no, I'll give them that. They yeah. take a couple liters. I have trauma from not fucking... From not having water. Yeah. A basic necessity in life is fucking water. I know when we were growing up on the farm, we had the same thing. Like, we had a scoop out, but you couldn't drink the water. I tried it a couple times just to taste it. It always tastes like potatoes. Ugh. Spuds. Yeah. But my grandpa always collected spring water. He'd, like, grab a jug on the way home from work. See? It was and awesome. We, and now we collect spring water. Yeah. That's, that's fucking cool. the opposite of a generational curse. That's a generation. That's a generational strength. Yeah, true. I need to get, I want the water jugs like they had, the blue ones with the weird thing. Oh, yeah, the white. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. parents had one for a few years. Yeah, they there. always had those stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And again, like, I'm not, yeah, this isn't just rag on your fucking ancestors here, because everybody's ancestors did good things. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes those hard things are fucking like, damn, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
But I do want to give a shout out to anybody out there that is breaking these fucking generational curses because I get it. They're hard. And it is fucking one of those things that is a little bit lonely too, Mm -hmm. because the people that don't get it are usually your aunt, like the people you're, you know, uh, the people in your family that don't get it, they're oblivious to it. Yeah. So when they see you making the changes and they see you fucking doing better and trying to do better, like, and they don't get it. Yeah. My best advice to you is, and I mean this in the most respectful way, fuck them. Do it anyway. Do it anyway and make it fucking easier for not only you, but for the fucking people you have coming in your fucking neck of the woods after right yeah especially with like sobriety if if your family members don't support your sobriety like what the fuck get out of here well and even other stuff too like living healthy like yeah quitting a fucking job that had you stressed to the tits all the time and miserable yeah like if your family can't support you for wanting to fucking take a step back and regain your mental health and your fucking your you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i don't know just little shit like that, it really does make a difference. Yeah. I don't know. What else do you got to add? What other generational trauma have you been fucking... Curses have we made, broken, contributed to, started our own ones? I don't know. I don't really have that many. That's pretty much it, I think. I know we're starting a new generational... Well, we're starting a new generational curse for our future like generations. Yeah. Having too many chickens. Definitely having too many chickens. Having too many chickens. Too Definitely. Many, too many goddamn animals. Holy. Yeah. We always have too much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I think that also comes, like for me, again, I'm just speaking for myself here. Yeah. I think that also comes from like not having enough as a kid. Yeah. Maybe. It might. Like, cause like, you know, like when you grow up kind of like core, like core or in an unstable environment. Yeah. You like, you're like, fuck, I could, I have lots this week, but three weeks from now I could fuck, fucking nothing. Yeah. So, like, now, like, if you look at our pantry, you're going to be like, yeah, they're they're worried that they're going to have nothing. Like, you know I'm what I mean? always, I don't know what it is, but I'm always worried about running out of food. There you go. That's like, a, always. And where does that, that comes from somewhere. I, I don't know. Does that come from maybe your grandma Joy, who, when they cleaned out her house, had fucking. She had the same thing. Yeah. She had, yeah. we got a bunch of canning from her, like, some, like, pickled beets and a bunch of jam and. I got canned moose meat from 1997. You have fucking Christmas <laughs> cake from 86. Yeah, 86 We weren't even born until 90. I know. That fucking Christmas cake is older that's than definitely, we are. That's definitely something I got passed down to me is, yeah. I'm always worried about not having enough food to make it through something. I don't know what it is. Could be a World War Three. I don't know. That probably comes from I gotta, That's why we got a half a cow on the way. <laughs> yeah, we had fucking for breakfast the other day. We had pancakes with... Uh, what was that banana cranberry jam? banana jam from 2009 yeah it's the best jam you'll ever have i was like are you fucking kidding me it tasted good yeah it was awesome but i mean okay so i mean so that's kind of like a good thing but also kind of like borderline hoarder thing so like that's yeah. a generational positive but it's, it could be a little bit of a negative depending how you're looking at it yeah i definitely it was a negative for your auntie and your dad who had to clean out her fucking house that she's lived in for 90 years yeah, holy true. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we hope you guys are out there breaking some generational curses or getting good ones passed down to you anyway. Hope you guys liked the podcast. If you did, like, comment, subscribe. Catch us on the next one. Peace.